Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Friday, November 5th, 2021. It certainly is more convenient to live in the day and age that we do when it comes to getting directions uh, for driving somewhere. Uh, that's a lot of more of a simpler process than it used to be, where if you got somebody's address, I remember pulling out the map book and looking up the address and finding which page and figuring out how to get there, or you know, telling somebody that you've invited over to your home, well, you're going to get off at this exit, and then you're going to turn here and here and here, right? And having to go through that process, now you just um, put an address into an app and Poof, there are the instructions for you to follow, even giving you turn-by-turn directions if you want to. It's such a different day and age. But one thing I had to learn over the years was that not all of those apps were created equal. And as I have often said, friends don't let friends use Apple Maps. And I remember one experience in particular where I was leading a retreat for college-age young adults. And we were getting on a boat to go across from Southern California to the island of Catalina. So, I mean, you you had to get on the boat or you literally would not make it to the retreat. Uh, And we gave everybody the address for uh, the port where the boat was going to be taking off from, except Apple Maps led people to the wrong place. And so we were trying to find those people, figure out where they were, help them to get to the right place. Uh, And it was, thankfully, everybody was able to make it. But some people were being led astray by their navigation. Well, we're going to see a warning today as we think about, well, you know, it's great how much access we have to God's word today. And even yesterday, thinking of just the value of God's word and how it's a lamp shining in a dark place and how we need to hold on to it and pay attention to it. What we need to realize, not everything that is going to come to us in the name of Bible teaching is going to be good and reliable. Some of it is going to lead us to the wrong place. Some of it is going to lead us to dangerous places. And so today we're looking at 2 Peter chapter 2. And look at how it starts. It says, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed, and in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep." So just as there were false prophets that we see in scripture, now there will be false teachers and they will secretly bring in destructive heresies. That's important. They don't walk in the door saying, hey, everybody, this is a destructive heresy. They try to make it sound good. And we see all kinds of examples of this throughout history, uh, throughout uh, even recent history where people 
come. Uh, you think of just kind of the liberal theology movement over the last century where people say, oh man, the Bible's being criticized, uh, you know, saying these things aren't real. They didn't really happen. Uh, but people are stopping to believe in Jesus because of that. So let's just re-explain Jesus, right? They come under this guise of we're trying to make the gospel palatable for enlightened modern people by coming up with reasons, you know, it doesn't matter that if Jesus didn't really rise from the dead, right? They're bringing in secret uh, heresies and destructive heresies. Or, you know, even today, when you think of people equivocating on uh, some of the things the Bible might say about sex or gender or uh, things like that, they don't come out and say, yeah, we don't care what the Bible says and we don't care what God thinks. They try to come up with some way to explain, well, this is why God is actually okay with this and this is why scripture doesn't mean what it looks certainly to mean, right? These things are brought in secretly, usually under the guise of uh, something that they will try to justify in in the eyes of people. And and notice that the result in verse two, it says, and many will follow their sensuality. And that's something that's going to come up even just about these uh, false teachers. Um, It says in verse 12, they are like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction, suffering wrong as the wage for their wrongdoing. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed. So there you see this warning that these false teachers, the fruit of their lives is not going to be good. And it's not going to lead to good fruit in the lives of their followers. It's going to lead to sensuality. It's going to lead to sin. And so that's where as Christians, we need to be on our guard, just even in a day and age where, you know, through, especially through the internet, right? Thankfully, we have access to the Bible. And that's another thing I would encourage Hey, the Bible always needs to be central. If this podcast is all you're doing, that you're setting yourself up for um, bad things where you're just relying on a teacher instead of relying on the scripture. Uh, or if if your only intake really of spiritual things is blogs or other podcasts or books or uh, YouTube videos, right? There, there's good things out there in all of those arenas, things that can be helpful, but none of it can replace your time in the word. You need to know the word so that when you listen to a podcast or you listen to a uh, a YouTube video or you read a blog or a book, you can know, is this matching up with scripture or not? We need to be on our guard against this kind of false teaching. And the only way we're going to do that is if we're doing what we saw yesterday, holding on to this lamp of scripture and letting that light our way. And so take advantage of the access that you have to God's word. Read it every day. And then yes, take advantage of all the resources that we have access to in this information age, but make sure you evaluate all of them through scripture and just keep your eyes open. Just when you're looking in the realms of, you know, Christian books, Christian blogs, Christian videos, Christian conferences, Christian music, right? There is a reason to always Um, check everything that you are hearing, check everything that you are seeing against God's word. Uh, This is important. And in fact, it can get to a point where it is so discouraging, right? Where you might be overwhelmed at just uh, 
some of the people you see representing Christianity when they are clearly uh, teaching uh, false things and uh, leading people astray. And that's where we can be encouraged, even as it says in verse 9, the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. So there's an encouragement that, hey, God is going to provide those for those that are faithful to him, and God will judge those who are teaching false things and going astray after these things. God will take care of those things. So hopefully we're encouraged and warned by that from 2 Peter. And obviously that fits anytime we're talking about the word of God, it's going to fit well with what we are reading in Psalm 119. And we are almost done. We are looking at verses 161 to 168. But again, you see even just how we should hate false teaching in verse 163. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day, I praise you for your righteous rules. And then I love verse 165. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. And that's a good picture there just of the peace that we can have through God's law and that that will give us stability. So let's love God's law. Let's dig into God's word and let's avoid things that are false, false teaching, things that will lead us astray, knowing that there is safety in God's word, the ability to stand firm and not stumble when we say things like the last two verses of our passage today, my soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and testimonies for all my ways are before you. And as we think about just confusion regarding the gospel, confusion regarding, regarding God's word, we see a glimpse of that in the few verses we read in the gospel of John today, John 7 verses 25 through 31. And so clearly they, they do know that the leaders are opposed to Jesus because in verse 25, they say, is not this the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is speaking openly and they say nothing about him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But we know where he, this man comes from. And when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. That's where I would say, where is that in the Bible? Where is it in the Bible that no one will know where he comes from? And even don't we have evidence to the contrary that they knew that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem? So even there, we, we see confusion here. And Jesus responds to it by saying, you know me and you know where I come from, but I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true and him you do not know. I know him for I come from him and he sent me. And so there we see kind of yesterday, they're asking, hey, where did this guy study? And Jesus is like, uh, heaven. And today they're asking, well, where did you come from? And he's saying, um, heaven. And so we see here, even Jesus acknowledging just his divine origins and his being sent from the father. And we need to Always be sure that we are listening to him, that Christ is the final authority. He has put his stamp of approval on scripture, both the Old Testament in his teaching, but preemptively even the New Testament through commissioning his apostles. Um, we can trust the word of God, and that's what we need to keep as the authority. We need to listen to the word that has come from God. Uh, finally, we go to Jeremiah chapter 51 today. And notice this is a long passage of judgment towards the Babylonians. 
So very similar to what we talked about yesterday, even though the Babylonians came in and conquered Jerusalem, destroyed Jerusalem, God is prophesying destruction will come on them. And we see that here in this passage. And even again, we see the prophetic power that is seen in the scriptures, uh, just him calling what, what's go- the fall of Babylon before it even happens, and even calling out that it's the Medes that are going to come in and do this. And that's exactly what happens in history. We read about it in the book of Daniel. Uh, so we see here God calling his shots before it happened. And we're reminded of the sovereignty of God, that even though Judah needed to be judged and he brought the Babylonians in to do it, well, he was also going to judge them, that he is in control. So let's trust him. Let's follow his word and let's watch out for the false teaching and the trap uh, that comes along with that as we hold on tightly to God's word. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.